Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. Hey, I'm I'm Matt Kirshen. That's you are. That you are. I see what you mean. I see what you mean when you're in the receiving you end of it. Know. Are What's you going to say it or do I have to say it? I've got to rely on our, our keen sense of uh, socialization. It's very... <laughs> yeah. I should be sharper considering I took... Uh, a Mexican jet pilot limitless drug this morning. Is that what you did? <laughs> I took. I I had no idea where, how that sentence was going to finish after the word Mexican, or or even if there were going to be more words. Yeah, I uh, after I just took a Mexican. I took a Mexican this morning, and I should be sharper. Um, I went to Puerto Vallarta for a, a wedding, and I, as as you do down there, you stop in the pharmacy. You're like, what's over the counter here? And I think I told you I bought I bought this stuff last year too. But um, we talked about this drug called Provigil, I think is the... No, Modafinil is the generic name. It's also known as Provigil. Prescribed yeah. by fighter pilots. I'm yet to try this. This is meant to just switch off your tiredness, basically. It's a wakefulness agent, but then there's also self-help people and Tim Ferriss types who claim it's the limitless pill, like from the Bradley Cooper movie. Right, so, so that's what, like, sometimes when you when you read a less reputable news site and then there's the lying adverts at the bottom full of things that dentists don't want you to know this is this is like the limitless pill and it's like a little there's always a picture of a guy holding a just yeah. holding a, a bright pill in between his thumb and forefinger so you guys know how you're using 10 percent of your brains right now like i'm using 100 percent. So oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's what it does it is, just turns on the 90 percent. is that <laughs> why the chairs and lamps are moving around by themselves yeah yeah yeah. you guys didn't know you had the power within you all along you just have to go down to puerto Vallarta and <laughs> spend three bucks on a pill uh but we've got a guest yes. i didn't know if i should be responding during that you, part so i i put them i put the mic down you are <laughs> that was a great story <laughs> <laughs> i have more if you guys want <laughs> I bought 15 of them. I don't know how often um, I'm going to No, I'm okay, but thank you. <laughs> you like your limits right now. You don't want to be without I like limits. boundaries, yeah. <laughs> that is the voice of comedian, actor, improviser, Stop. writer, all-around good person, Lauren Plans. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Lauren. Hi, so, Matt. I've never been to Mexico. <laughs> I, uh, really? I've never been either. No. I've, I've never been so either. It's so close. It I is know, so close. It's I know. really easy. Yeah, yeah I'm and very lazy. I, I think I recommended this to listeners last year when I went. But um, Sayulita is a delightful little village, half an hour bus ride north of Puerto Vallarta. So, is that where you took the video of the kids running around with fireworks? Yeah, yeah, the Ooh. Torito. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, it's a super easy. It's like the time it would take you to fly to like Seattle, and the same price basically from here. So, LA people, I highly recommend uh, if you need a quick, quick little vacay slash medicine without yeah, the intervention of a doctor. have limitless mm-hmm. drugs. Um, I, I do wonder if it's legal to... I, I don't, that drug's not illegal here, but you can't just go buy it over the counter. So I don't know if I... Hopefully I didn't break any laws coming back. Well, the important the thing border. is you haven't in any way announced that no. on done is done. a recorded medium. And I definitely don't have my global pre- pre-check interview coming up next week. <laughs> or is that what you call it? Global, global entry. Oh, it's the best. Do you really? I have my interview for it. So for, then why? On, it's like... TSA pre-check combined with some kind of it's, international thing. But yeah. why are you having that? You have so you have travel to, is easier. You have to. Um, oh, you're not. Oh, you're not. It's not like I'm not being investigated. No, it's part of the. <laughs> it's part of the procedure. It's, the annoying part of it is that you have to. You get approved online, but then you have to go to one of the offices, and most of the offices are in airports, yeah. and yeah, they have waiting. Terrible. And they have waiting lists, and it's a bitch to get the interview. But yeah, my interview is the, like 4 p.m. at LAX, so cool. my, my whole they day did is that just on ruined. Purpose. Yeah, I just what do I do with that day? But it is go to LAX. Yeah, at, yeah at hang out, like maybe get a cheap ticket somewhere, just go into the airport. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> just fly as long as I'm going. Just fly to Portland <laughs> yeah. that night. Yeah. yeah, and just hang out. Come back. Um, 
genuinely it, the best thing I ever spent money on. And you got it for free, right? Cause it, With that credit card, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have that credit card at the time. But holy shit, it's because it, first you get free TSA pre-check with global entry. Okay. So that in Every itself. Every time. Yeah, so that in itself shoes is worth it. Shoes stay on. Is that the main thing? Shoes, shoes stay on. Mm. Don't have to take your like your toiletries out of your bag. <gasps> but more importantly, an incentive you get to be in a different line. And the queue is normally five or six people rather than 200 people. Nice. Yeah. So firstly, that just saves you hours in airports. And then particularly as a foreigner mm. where I have to, if I'm coming back into America, which I do fairly we frequently, I have to join the, yeah, I, not, a, it's not just the grilling, but it's the fact that I have to join the foreigners queue. Yeah. Is that usually at, longer than the, uh, Oh residents? shit it is. Uh. But not only, not only is it longer, but everyone ahead of you in the queue gets grilled for five times longer than the Americans do mm-hmm. which because we don't it's taken me know. sometimes We're it's taken me to protect our borders man <laughs> right Sorry exactly that upsets you. exactly because I'm I'm basically going to join MS-13 any second now <laughs> I watched the speech last night um, wow, I'm an unvetted foreigner Americans actually if you watched it <laughs> I only did it so I could tweet stupid jokes sure but- I always confuse E-40 and MS-13 MS-13 is the one we don't like right we do not like them. Okay. What's yeah. the other numbers that you said? E40. Oh, I thought E40 I was like a is. Bay Area hip hop collective. It's just a rapper. But isn't there some? What's the Bay Area hip hop thing that's. Are uh, you thinking of the B52s? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What's the number based? Are you thinking of WD40? Yes. Water <laughs> displacement number 40. Uh huh. Uh, sorry, MS13. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's taken me. It's taken me two hours before to get out of an airport <gasps> when I'm coming in as a foreigner. And now I just go to this row mm-hmm. of empty, unused global entry kiosks because no, not yeah. enough people have it yet. And you scan your passport and you scan your fingerprints and you answer a few questions. You just tick a few boxes on the computer screen and then it just prints out a receipt and you take it to a desk like out of the airport in five minutes. So how do you get that, Damn. though? Don't you have to do you pay an annual fee for it? It's, like, how does it... it's $100 for five years. That's it? And it's and free anyone... if you have certain credit cards. What credit card? Is it, is it a Visa Amazon credit card? Because if it's not, I'm not interested. Are we allowed to plug? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to sponsor us from credit card companies, so we can just... The, we ver- can... Various travel-oriented tra- oh, credit cards okay. have it. Like yeah, the Chase no, Sapphire one has it, which is the one I've got. And if you can still get this deal, when we both got that, if you spent five grand in the first three months, you get 100,000 miles. Which it's is... down to like 50,000. Oh, okay. That's still a pretty good... And the first $300 And anyone can on... apply for this? You don't need to be like a special... Nope. Per- but Whatever. annual fee is we're getting way off in the weeds but no I want to annual fee is $450 is what? but I'm, hear me out I'm out it's 450 but it gets waived the first year and you get that shit ton of miles when you spend that money and every year the first $300, $300 you spend on anything travel related gets instantly reimbursed so really it's 150 because there's no way yeah. you're not going to spend 300 on Uber counts towards it uh, anything Obviously, flights. Um, yeah. And if, if so, those once those three hundred come back, you're basically having to decide if it's, if it's worth one fifty a year. But you can also get this global entry for free, which would have been a hundred. And you get into loads of airport lounges with it. That's true. You get a free uh-huh. priority pass for okay. airport lounge. Well, anyway, I'll if any of our it. listeners want to sign up to that credit card, let us know because we can send you a code, and then we get more. <laughs> we get. Do we? Yeah, you oh, get ten thousand okay. miles if you can get someone else to sign up for it. No God shit. Damn. Okay, yeah. Tweet at oh, us. That's if you why want you want me to the, get uh, it. Tweet at us, and we'll send you the link. I don't. Let's stop. Okay, yes, science. Enough. I'm sorry, listeners, but holy shit, global I've entry, best hustle. thing I ever spent money on. I think that's a takeaway people will not be mad at from this podcast yeah. if someone didn't know about it. It's a that. life tip for yeah. anyone who travels in or around the United States with any level of 
regularity. Mm-hmm. Global entry. It's the best. Lauren. Hello. We'd like to ask our guest this before we oh, get into great. any of the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? And that has ranged from like deep background to I had a teacher that I liked or a teacher that I hated <laughs> or I used to blow stuff up in the woods with my friends. Um, I have very minimal background <laughs> in science. Um, I remember that when you moved from middle school to high school, you had the option to go into either earth science, which was kind of like for the dumb kids, or biology. And my mom, or like my parents wanted me to go into biology, and I was like, no. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going into earth science. Where was this again? I act, This parents. is in Connecticut. That was, in Michigan, it was the same. I'm yeah. So, why was earth science and biology the... Div- I don't know. Such a weird... But yeah, but I, I guess, I don't, I don't know, I had low self-esteem, or I was lazy or something, but I was like, no, I don't want to go into biology, that sounds... And then you just end up doing biology sophomore year. Um, but yeah, so I definitely elected to go into remedial science. Um, and then the, I've only in my entire life, I've only cheated on two tests. Both were in high school. One was a math test and one was a biology test. And I got caught cheating on the biology. How did you get caught? (laughs) Because it was one of those things where I didn't even intend to cheat. It was like, I I had realized because you know in high school everyone's like scrambling like looking at their notes in the first couple minutes and so then the the teachers always like drop your notes and so like I had put my notebook on the ground but it had like fallen like it was open all you said was a drop and I realized (laughs) taking the test I like just like looking down probably to be like I don't fucking know this answer just like looking down at my feet in desperation I was like oh shit my notebook's open (laughs) but I'm not a good because I'm not like like I hadn't like planned to cheat so it was literally just like like I was like oh I should just look at these answers and within like seconds the teacher's like what are you doing oh. and I was like um mm. so that's sort of my relationship that's with science and as an adult all my science knowledge comes from the excellent television program Orphan Black Oh, that's, so, that's some good hard science. But yeah. it's legit science, too. Oh, wait, what? How so? They, like, have a science consultant on their show. Who specializes in cloning and accents? Or, um, did no, I just there's, spoil a, there's the show? one person for accents and then another person. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but it's they're, they're, all their science stuff is, like, heavily vetted. And, I mean, obviously, it exists Maybe in I a haven't... world where this shit is easier right. to do, but... Maybe I haven't watched far enough into the show. I think I've seen it's most so of the first good. season. Like, what... I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, what kind of science happens besides... What, what the, no, it's cloning. all cloning stuff, but okay, they just... Okay. But there's a lot of discussion about, you know, various, like, stem cells and just, like, things okay. that if we lived in a world where cloning was, like, super easy, but all the science stuff is, like, has legit background in reality, and I'm a total dork who listens to like podcasts and reads articles about the show and stuff so everything i've picked up post high school in terms of science is, is through that can we can we recommend an orphan black podcast for our listeners well the series is over now okay but you should everyone should go back and watch it and then the one that i really liked it's called uh tatiana's everyone okay She's a great actress. Shout out. She's she, a fucking... Yeah. Oh, can I swear on this? Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. did. She's, an, she's a brilliant actress, and I love her. Yeah, we were just talking about... Um, <laughs> if I can also plug my other podcast. Do it! Uh, we are talking about actors doing accents that aren't their native Yes, tongue. we were having a discussion about it. By the this. time this comes out, you can also look up Twinsies, wherever you get iTunes, and hear our episode about The Prestige and The Illusionist, mm-hmm. 
which has lots of cross accents, including Hugh Jackman playing two roles, one an American and then one uh, a drunk British actor who, <laughs> who looks at, who they make look not like him, but enough like him that he can be a double. You get, you've seen The Prestige or not? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It has been. And I saw it on TV. I was sort of checked yeah. out. Um, yeah, Prestige and Illusionist, really strange pairing of Victorian magician movies from 2006 that came out a month apart. So uh, twinsies.libson.com or look it up in iTunes and uh, let me know what you think. What was the consequence of you cheating on the biology test? Did you get? I can't fully remember. I mean, I think you automatically get like a zero on that test, but I can't remember if it was like, it doesn't seem like it's like, go to the principle that doesn't ever really happen does it that's just on tv i can't ever remember being well i also came up in a completely different school system to you that's true do you guys have principles (laughs) i mean with an al uh, Not any what do you call them? We do, but they tend Head, to be called... Headmasters! Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I just said that really loud. <laughs> sorry, That's we, why you got to compress this shit. We compress the audio. We were discussing that as well. This is... We, I don't think you've gone on a c- comp- audio compression ramp for a while, Andy. This is Andy's yeah. evangelical... It's a thing that should be transparent to the listeners. Shouldn't even have to know about it. If, if it's there, it sounds fine. But when it's not there, you're like, why do I have to turn this up super loud? If it's not there, I just yell headmasters yeah. very yeah. loudly. But yeah, headmasters ear. and headmistresses is yeah. is generally the term yeah. in British schools, which means there's no real accepted term for a gender non-conforming. Not it's yet, gone. but give it give it time. Yeah, what you guys you... will catch up. We're we're a little Ooh, more woke uh, here in the states. I yeah, know, I think you I intentionally chose a name that was gen that was yeah that was gender neutral. Yeah, we 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 knew <laughs> even back. Yeah, I think that's what the people the like when they were founding the first schools in America. Yeah, a few they were like, years hold ago. on, head, let's, head, let's think head mister with a Y like M Y S T. Oh yeah, head head mistress. Mi- yeah, mistress. I like, I like that. that. Can I also say that in my DJs? defense that the teacher in the class that I that I cheated in my biology teacher was a was a real asshole and was like a very conservative dude who would like press his ideas on like I vividly remember getting an argument getting in an argument with him about abortion my sophomore year of high school what he was very pro life. Yeah, he shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah, that's right. Pretty, yeah, that seems like a risky thing. For it was. The li- of your can job. I can I tell this story? Yeah, yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay, so what happened was it it was one of those things when it was like an abortion. I I think this is what had happened because I don't know why we would have been talking about it otherwise. Because um, that's dark if we were just talking about this. But I believe in, there had been a news story where an abortion. Uh, uh, Abortion doctor sounds like that's exclusive. A doctor who performed abortions had had been killed by you know right, uh, by an activist, right? And we were, yeah, and we were right having yeah at the at the time we called them pro life activists because we had this horrible terminology where everything was like coded to be okay, um, but yeah by like a horrible by a terrorist yeah. <laughs> exactly thank you but yeah yes. the person who murdered you stuff to say that they are pro life yeah <laughs> it, it, at the time it was like a pro life activist murdered somebody but <laughs> yeah. um but anyway and we were talking a about selectively pro life <laughs> oh no I think I don't even know if that had been in the news I think the problem was. God damn it. All I remember, the point of the argument, I was pro-choice. He was anti-choice. Anti-choice. As we say now, sure. but at the time we said pro-life. Wait, is that a thing that's actually taking, uh, people are, are um, people stopping are try- saying... They're, we're trying to. Changing the They're verbiage. trying to, but at the time uh, we were not. But, but I had said, we were having this argument, and I said something like, 
Oh, so you, so what do you think it's okay if if someone kills a doctor gives abortions? And he shrugs and goes, nah, eye for an eye. You shouldn't say uh, that in a public school. Wow. Yeah, you shouldn't say that. Pretty, pretty risky. Anyway, he, he's so probably tenured. Can you get? Can you be tenured in in a in a Can't you? high school? Is that just a college I thing? Thought that was I just thought, college. Oh, okay. Matt, what's it in school now? teachers? Could a have tenure some, isn't a concept. I don't think in British really? academia. I don't think so. I don't know. We have British academic listeners, like certainly not in schools, but or even at university level. I don't think there is this concept of tenure that there is in America, where like I'm, I'm already thinking like once you hit tenure in an American college. You're basically you have a You're job immune. for life. Yeah, you can do it ever. The diplomatic community. Um, uh, anyway, my up, point is, I, I want to believe. I like to believe that I was cheating out of uh, resentment for him imposing his his horrible views upon me. But I think I, I, I think, might have got caught cheating before that argument. <laughs> I don't remember the timeline. But my point is, the guy was a dick. The guy was a dick. But the you guy did, was a dick. You cheated and in the I'm class of a dick. I'm not good at science, and I wanted to go to a good college. Um, Hey, do you I'm know? I'm sorry, university. Do you know one way to catch people cheating? No, but this sounds like a great segue. With mathematics. Oh. It's a story listener Sean Robertson sent in. Um, gerrymandering. Mm. The, uh, the fun art, the political skill of totally cheating in elections by cramming as many of your opponent's voters as possible into a, a small number of districts and then spreading the rest out over a large number of districts so as to get more votes per region. Um, there, um, uh, mathematics is useful for preserving democracy in striking down the way that officials in North Carolina unfairly partitioned the state into electoral districts. A U.S. federal court last week conspicuously cited the work of mathematicians, including Jonathan Mattingly, who is an expert in mathematical modeling. In a 200-page decision released on 9th of January... Jesus. I know. Uh, the three-court judge in Richmond, Virginia, said that the dis- districting had unfav- unfairly favored the Republican Party. Mathematics played a key part in helping the court to reach that decision by demonstrating the unlawful use of partisan gerrymandering, fiddling with district boundaries to include or exclude certain voters and steer the results of an election. Those apportioning districts might draw borders that pack large number of voters from an opposition party into a small number of districts, for example, limiting the number of seats the opposition can win. Um... The process has been likened to allowing the lawmakers to choose their voters rather than the other way around. That's a nice way of putting it. So Mattingly, who's a researcher at Duke, used his expertise to argue that the state districts were drawn up to give Republicans an unfair advantage. To do so, he used an algorithm... Sorry, Matt. That's all right. He he used an algorithm that produced around 24,000 maps of marginally different district configurations that were randomly drawn on the basis of geographic criteria. The Republican-drawn boundaries, the ones that they actually used, which had delivered nine Republicans to the state's 13 seats in the House of Representatives, were more gerrymandered than practically every single one of these algorithmically-derived maps. Using the same voting data, his maps nearly all gave a larger number of wins to the Democratic parties, and in many cases it gave it the majority. Um, which is pretty comprehensive po- proof of yeah. just yeah. flat-out cheating. I wonder how... what, what the randomly drawn on the basis of geographic criteria what would that mean well i presume it's a mixture of the layout of where cities and streets are and then assigning the 
all the districts have to be assigned so that they have approximately the same number of people per congressional district. And they all have to be contiguous land yeah, units. Exactly. You cannot, yeah, and they have archipelagos of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have to be approximately like reasonable sh- shapes that you would mm-hmm. expect. Because yeah. wasn't, that's where gerrymandering comes when from. Like, the- it was, it was <laughs> yeah, the shape of a at- salamander. Yeah, you look oh, at really? the map. And- yeah, that's what the- I didn't know that. Oh, wait, liter- literally? The, it, literally, the original gerrymander. Oh. Um, it was, I think, a guy called Jerry. Oh my god! Well, like, I have no idea. Me. I love this. And it was the true. shape of a salamander that was the original. You're kidding. Um, oh god! Our how crazy the voting district was. So dumb. What? Um, Holy shit! It is. Yeah, there you go. That's oh that's the map god. of the. Oh, this is a political cartoon, but. Um, Governor find... Elbridge Jerry uh, in 1812, Massachusetts uh, state senate that's election nuts. redistricting. Um, Jerry signed a bill that redistricted Massachusetts to benefit his Democratic-Republican party. And when mapped, one of the contorted districts in the Boston area was said to resemble the shape of, of a mythological salamander. <laughs> I never knew that. That's so much more fun as a word now. This is one of those yeah, words. Yeah, it almost uh, makes you not feel bad about the fact right. that everything's corrupt and terrible. I always confuse this with filibuster just because mm. four-syllable po- political words that sort I of seemed gibberishy as a kid. Um... So some of the modeling is uh, preliminary, but it's had a historic impact. Last week's ruling was the first time that a U.S. federal court has struck down electoral districting for favoring one political party over another. Mm. Um, Gerrymandering is not uh, exclusive to North Carolina, of course, or to the Republican Party. Courts have struck down pro-democratic redistricting in Maryland, for example, and similar cases are being debated in the U.K. and elsewhere. Oh, that's where you're from, man. It is where I'm from. Um... But yeah, that's also the importance of the census. The census triggers redistricting. But it is it is great. Like it, I find it ridiculous that the um, the party that controls the local yeah. government gets to gets to be in charge of the committee that redraws up the electoral boundaries. Yeah, yeah, it's and then there are some ridiculous examples of some of the shapes that they've come up with. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of what would you? Is there a way to do it? Like when parents are trying to like help their, you know, like. I'll I'll cut this piece yeah, of cake in half, you but you yeah. yeah. Is there a thing like that you can think of that would be a catch-all, like easy way to prevent this? Well, I I would say that the the things that should happen, and like with voting systems, it's impossible to have something that everyone considers to be fair. Right. Uh-huh. But um, the to have as close as possible an independent committee. Right, I, uh, like, I mean, it's hard to do that exactly because obviously everyone has their own political affiliations, but the same way the judiciary is at least theoretically independent, even mm-hmm. though they're not. Uh, and I guess employ the services of mathematicians and statisticians. Cause the- but again, then that's now that we're in this world where math and science have become partisanized somehow. Yeah, like, isn't that uh, crazy? But yeah, yeah. Like- yeah, I, um, I thought the story of the... You know, there's a. I thought it was apocryphal the story of that local government in the 1800s trying to define pi as 3.2. What? Oh, I never even heard the but rumor, or the herb, I never heard the story at all. That's a true story, um, but it wasn't quite as. Uh, it wasn't quite like pi is 3.2. It was. Um, <laughs> um, here we go. The Indiana Pi Bill. Oh, it was written God. by an amateur mathematician. Who what was, year is this? It was in uh, 1897. And he was... Well, he, 
he claimed that he'd come up with a system to square the circle, which is... Why would anyone want... Um, this just seems like a huge waste of time. It is, it is a massive waste of time. So squaring the circle is is constructing a, uh, constructing a square with the same area as a given circle, just using a compass and a ruler. So it's like... And it's impossible to do. So, it, so basically, Jeez, if you go... Um, go out. Like, get some <laughs> fucking fresh air. I just don't understand what... <laughs> so the idea is you've got a circle and you go, like, mm-hmm. I want you to draw me a square that has exactly the same area as that circle. Uh-huh. And all you have is basically the stuff you have in your school geometry kit. You know the little geometry kit you have at school? Uh, yeah. and like The little and compass y- and the ruler. You poke people. With. Yeah, That's exactly. What, yeah. You poke people and you also... Um, the other thing you can do is normally there's a little... The sets... You, you put the the little hole in the middle of the set square on the end of the compass and then you spin it around really quickly and then oh. it flies off at a particular point and whoever it hits gets to go next. Like, so they're, they're the things... <laughs> gets to go next. So they're the things you can do. Yeah. And one of the things you can do is construct geometric shapes. And um, <laughs> But it is impossible to square the circle because pi is an irrational number. And that's it been never pro- ends? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not, it's not just that it... Um, <laughs> if it weren't irrational... It's not just that it never ends, it also doesn't recur. Um, so pi... Oh, there's no patterns? Yeah, so pi... Um, in fact, having no patterns in even stricter sense, that's not just what you need for it to be irrational. If, <laughs> but, if, if, is it true that if a... So, for example, if, like... If a decimal at some point has repeating patterns, does that mean it's, it's rational? It can be expressed as a ratio? Yeah, every, has yeah every, every, de- every decimal that either stops or recurs, it has a recurring pattern, like a th- like 0.33333 right, or 0.45445445 or whatever. Any decimal that does that is a fraction, can be expressed as a fraction. Okay. Um, so it's rational as in you can make a ratio. As opposed to irrational, like you can't, irrational. you can't have you kind of expression. You cannot be reasoned with. So things yeah. like, for example, the <laughs> square root, exactly, the square root of two, you can't like, like, you can't reason with that. I know. Um, pi. Don't date irrational numbers. Oh my god. Never so ends well. Um, always so, gaslighting. They seem, irrational numbers. They That's, seem exciting and dangerous, yeah, but it always ends poorly. They're the bad boys of the <laughs> mathematical world. Um, so you've, yeah, if you were squaring, if you had a circle of radius one, you'd have to make a square. With sides that are the square root of pi. So In fact, this... you know what? It's not even the fact that it's irrational that I'm, I'm going to have to be more specific. It's okay. not even the fact Please. that it's irrational that makes squaring the circle impossible. It's the fact that it's transcendental. I which, forgot the difference between those two concepts. Which is a stricter definition still. Oh, um, so a transcendental number is an irrational number that also can't be expressed as roots, as a um, oh. square or cube or fifth or whatever roots. Okay. So, so e, is it no, just I, e and pi? Totally are, there not, are, there, are there a finite number of transcendental numbers? No, there's an infinite number. Okay. In fact, there that. is a count, an uncountably infinite okay. number. I feel really dumb for even asking that question. Um, you had me at infinite. I didn't realize uncountably infinite is like more infinite than it infinite. It is. It seems like is, infinite would kind that's of something cover that was not pros- being able to count it. Is, this is something is, that was are, pro- proposed by Cantor. Are, are, are integers countably infinite? Integers are, that is the definition that's of counter. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. So, then, like, all the decimals between integer, it's like Aleph null versus C infinity. That's or, exactly it. Yes, I remember something. Uh, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, they use, they go to Hebrew letters for this, for infinite stuff. Wait, really? Yeah, but, um, it's, uh, 
yeah, there there are more complicated versions of infinity. Some things are more infinite than others. Oh basically. God, that this is too. Can <laughs> anyway, this asshole in Indiana. Anyway, like, no, this, I can do it. This asshole in Indiana thought he had successfully come up with a way to square the circle. And rather than trying to write into scientific journals, he took it to his friends in the Indiana legislature, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the General Assembly, and it was written up as a bill for some reason, because they're like, I got a law that says you can do this. And uh, a mathematician called Professor C.A. Waldo from Purdue happened to be hanging out in the (laughs) legislature that day and was like, this is not a thing. This is... um, uh, This is... this is, this, This guy's full of shit. And then it made the national papers. And so in between the first and the second reading of the bill, it had already got famous. And then the Senate, the state senators went, no, this is ridiculous. And they threw it out. Um, But uh, yeah, an assemblyman handed this professor the bill and said, offered to introduce him to amateur mathematician Edward J. Goodwin, who's the guy who proposed it. Amateur (laughs) mathematician! And uh, and Professor Waldo said, uh, no thanks, I've already met as many crazy people as I care to. Ooh, that's a huge burn for a mathematician. That's a pretty... That's like as nasty as they get. pretty deep late 19th century shade. 19th century clapback. I know, that's what I'm trying to remember, is like, what was going on at the turn of the century that was, that this guy was so bored that this, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't some war or some like horrible... <laughs> human atrocity happening that people were focused on i think my favorite part of it is is isn't so much the the fact that he tried to do it because there are plenty of there are there is a history of amateur mathematicians coming up with stuff particularly earlier on in the field like now it'd be almost impossible to but the fact that he then thought the best thing to do is to take it to the government (laughs) and have this put as a law yeah in a fermat was an amateur mathematician amateur yeah how how so it wasn't his job he was i think a lawyer by trade i didn't know that oh also i still have yet to figure out conclusively how i'm supposed to say that name is it just the british who don't pronounce the t or does or do oh, pronounce Fermat. the t or is that i think it is firma because he was french okay but i i just felt like a di- i felt like the person in a french restaurant going, oh, then, I, um, oh, yeah I, can i have the escargot far be it for me to yeah yeah french is uh i, I was trying to find um this reminded me, I've seen some good videos that are surprisingly user-friendly on different concepts of infinity, and I'm, I think the Vsauce one is a good example. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look up how to count past infinity on Vsauce, that's a really interesting um, video for any people at any level of math uh, about some of those concepts of infinity we are talking about. I'll put um, a link to that in the show notes. By the way, it's not, it is counterintuitive to the extent that... Um, when he first proposed it, some of the other top mathematicians at the time told him, fuck no, you're wrong. And he ended up going kind of crazy. That's too bad. Including Poincaré. There we go. Little math history stuff. Stuff I vaguely remember. Nice. I'm just so glad I learned what gerrymandering is today. That's my big takeaway so far. Yeah. Who knew we'd end up there? I love a good math story. (laughs) Thanks for sending that in, Sean. We've gotten a lot of letters about personal stories this week, and uh, one of them's kind of a downer, but I, th- I, I want to read it just because I can't believe this thing we brought up that sounded like well, it must be rare. Well, rather than, should we just, rather than reading out the whole story, just say, listener Peter Lipchey 
has firsthand experience with, uh, or secondhand experience with yucca plant inner ear injuries. Uh, yeah, so we really talked is. about this on the last episode, and yeah, a re- close relative. Yeah, it's true. And by the way, I'm recording right next to mm-hmm. Andy's yucca plant. It's and you're within right a, at the right level. It's like a yeah. foot away from me. It's haunting yeah. your ears. If I, I'm, I realize now we're wearing be- headphones. Yeah. This is like- that's, that's yucca protection. Yeah. These are yucca-proof Kobe's. <laughs> 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 that should really be the selling point. <laughs> hey, you know what else is super dangerous? Uh, secondhand toys from the 1970s? You do! I do know! <laughs> Yeah, plastic use in some secondhand toys can pose a health risk for children because they don't meet up-to-date safety guidelines. Sure. Scientists tested 200 used plastic toys they found in nurseries, thrift shops, and homes across England's southwest for nine hazardous elements. 20 toys had traces of all nine with some <laughs> concentrations high enough to fail European standards. But experts said it could be hard to quantify the risk. So Lego bricks from the 70s and 80s are the big fail. Who still mm. has those, though? What? Oh, I can tell you. Lego, yeah. From the 70s? Get your kids some new toys. Yeah, Jesus back when Christ. it was like all racist Lego and stuff. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you had racist Lego? No, you're not kidding, though, are you? You British people on your racist Lego. <laughs> well, we did have... It was a bit racist when you look back at it. I just can't believe that people would s- still be giving their children toys from the 70s that seems like you're actively trying to I hurt think that's the thing we, we definitely uh, are hand-me-down my, toys yeah my really? nephews my nephews love the toys that my parents never threw away of my brothers and mine that were from the 70s because some of them are, oh I mean, some like, of them are great because they're really solidly well built and like some you know old like wooden blocks and stuff that they don't really make in the same way anymore like metal you guys yeah. are, are you guys hoarders no, I just can't believe you have those I can't things. believe my mom didn't throw... We have yeah, no, all the original Star Wars <gasps> action figures and Millennium Falcon, but they're all they've been played with for 40 years. I they weren't in boxes. Of, so I think they're worthless. But like, yeah, the whole Millennium Falcon, like any character from the first three movies... Uh, actually, it's probably Return of the Jedi heavy. We had a lot of Ewoks, but... Um, yeah, I have Ewoks too. Yeah. Ewoks but I think, great. yeah, we got the fucking basics and, uh, and maybe that guy with the red robe, whatever he did. Oh, I have that guy. Yeah. And the like... <laughs> Did he have those curly Space ghost masks? I think so. Or maybe, did he have the like curly head part that was like hair, but it was part of his head that came down over his? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't have that. Showing guy. my lack of Star Wars knowledge here. I don't know, but yeah, I have a bunch of Star Wars figures, and I have a bunch of old Smurfs. Oh, I never had Smurf toys. I didn't. How big were those? Like, yay. For uh, listeners at home, I'm holding my thumb and my forefinger approximately. Like what is three that? inches high? Four inches high? Sure. Yeah. Three or four. But again, they're all used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hanging on to them because in my mind, one day I'm going to sell them. And that's like my 401k that I don't right. have. Well, that's the problem is now that everyone knows holding on to things keeps their value. The, the market's flooded with things. So I know. Also, <laughs> mine are like horribly. They're like sticky. I was like a kid. They're like gross. Yeah, there's no way they can. I don't know what I'm doing. I've tr- I'm a hoarder is the truth. I was projecting earlier when I said so, you were. So if they were a little bit older than I think, I think your ones probably are okay. But if they were yeah, from the if you 70s, can swallow a Smurf, then that's on you. But it's even just chewing on it, and uh, but guess. they they contain um, hazardous elements including antimony, barium, bromine, cadmium, chromium, lead, and selenium. Holy Jesus! That seems like you'd have to have intent to manage to cram all those into your toys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. How does that happen? Really? Like you got bromium in that? <laughs> yeah. No, add some bromium. <laughs> His uh. His cousin works for a bromium factory. Yeah, Just yeah. let him have this one. Our recipe for a yo-yo barium, bromine, cadmium, chromium, <laughs> lead, and a little bit of love. Just a little <laughs> bit of TLC at the end makes a great yo-yo. 
Um, this, uh, sorry. No, go for it. What were you going to say? This reminds me, did you guys ever have high school science teachers who would bring in Fiesta wear and, and hold a Geiger counter up to it? I don't know what either of those were. Have you heard of Fiesta wear, Matt? <laughs> no. It was a line of ceramic glazed dinnerware manufactured uh, by the Homer Laughlin China Company of Newell, West Virginia. Um, it came out in 1936 and ran until the 70s or 80s. It's most famous for the fact that the paint they used is radioactive. <laughs> like, uh, cool. Uh, that was not intentional. Okay, yeah, radioactive glazes. <laughs> oh, good. Brilliant Red Fiesta. Um, and indeed, the red glaze is produced by all U.S. potteries of the era is known for having a detectable amount of uranium oxide in its glaze, which <laughs> produced the orange-red color. During World War II, the government took control of uranium for development of the A-bomb and confiscated the company's stocks. Oh, my God. Homer Laughlin discontinued Fiesta Red in 1944. Uh, the company reintroduced Fiesta Red in 1959 using depleted uranium. <laughs> <laughs> depleted. Now, Rather than the original natural uranium. uranium. Isn't depleted uranium one of the things that, like... They claim that various troops, like Rogue Israel and to... American troops, are putting in their weapons. And yeah, yeah, I don't think depleted uranium is that is any safer. I think um, it's safer, but not good. Oh, okay, uh, but yeah, after the Atomic Energy Commission relaxed its restrictions on uranium oxide, <laughs> why would you, you took it out and you could put it back in? It must have just been a great red. Like we can't. Uh, yeah, his uh, his cousin works for a uranium <laughs> depleted uranium company. He could really help him out right now. Uh, in addition to pottery glazing, uranium oxide was used even more extensively in the tiling industry, producing uranium tile. Um, I guess the ivory color also has detectable levels of radioactivity. And a Geiger counter is the thing that measures radioactivity. It's the thing that clicks that you would have seen in films and stuff. You know, where it, like it clicks more frequently when there's more radioactivity. Yeah. But if you hold up a plate to this thing, it's like... I've talked on this show before about how we held the Geiger counter up to Nick Aston's head because he'd had treatment for a brain tumor he'd had radiotherapy and it went it, it went detected. more oh yeah. my god oh, wow. shout out is... to nick aston it's his birthday today hey nick oh hey hey nick but uh yeah in fact his head was more radioactive wow. than the background oh my god yep. so that stuff just stays forever I, I guess i guess it well i mean like that does surprise me though because i didn't think gamma radiation which is what they well, maybe they don't use gamma radiation anyway whatever it is Scientists who listen to the show, write in and tell us how his head's more radioactive. I'm so curious. But we tried it and it definitely worked. I had a ton of x-rays when I was a kid and they like make you, they throw like, you know, like a lead tarp on you. Yeah. But the but, part that they're x-raying, if I hold, if I like put a Geiger counter up to my I leg. I think that would be, be like, less ding, likely because single x-rays are lower energy and also it's x-rays rather than gamma radiation or even, do they use gamma radiation know. or... I just or know that radiation they're for really intense radiotherapy. about putting that lead thing I don't, on you. All I know is Incredible Hulk is gamma radiation. So okay. if you do too much of that, uh, you turn you green turn and get angry. into a hole. Yeah. 90% sure that was gamma. That I think it right. is. <laughs> That's science. That's like your mm-hmm. orphan black science. Yeah. I think... Uh, well, mine is legitimate. <laughs> I genuinely... <laughs> I'm genuinely only corroborating that because of John Daly's... Because of a line in John Daly's fake Red Hot Chili Pepper song. The Hulk oh, wow. gets green when the rays get gamma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Which you, guys are, you guys are like an old married of- couple. That was amazing. <laughs> no, this is one of the funniest things anyone's ever done. It's John Daly who made a fake Red Hot Chili Pepper song back when they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago and put it up on this site that was made to look like the official <laughs> Super Bowl R- RHCP oh, website. And it so would just autoplay. 
people reviewed the song. Like, it's such a good recreation of all the cliches of a Chili Peppers song. That's great. That's actually great. It, It goes into detail on the West Hollywood Target. Oh my god! Okay, I'm before sold. one of the I'm breakdowns, going there after before this. one of the breakdowns, he goes shopping cart escalator. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I th- I can I still find it? Yeah, the okay. website's still up. I checked constantly. Ca- Abracabra, California. That's hilarious. Okay, I'll try to listen to it before I go to the to the West Hollywood Target. Okay. Oh, another piece of Hulk trivia. <laughs> this is not science at all. Okay. That I only recently learned in recent years. Do you know why he was Bruce Banner in the comics, but David Banner on the TV show? No, I didn't know that that had happened. Yeah, so the character Bill Bixby plays David Banner, but the comic it's always been Bruce Banner returns into the Hulk. Yeah, I thought it. But I thought it was Bruce. At Banner. the time, Bruce had become like synonymous with gay. Had oh yeah, no, a gay yeah, name, yeah, yeah. So for the TV show, like, we can't why have our main guy named though? Bruce. I don't know. It doesn't even sound very feminine. Like, how did Bruce become? A, and also, I even the idea of, of gay names. I know, of a of gay course. name, yeah. like a, when a name is assigned to a child before you have any idea about their sexuality. But no, I do remember when Bruce was like, mm, like Bruce. a cart, like a Johnny Carson it... monologue, like it's with a guy named Bruce. And <laughs> and <everyone's> <laughs> like, mm, but why? That's so bizarre. Yeah. Maybe because it almost but sounds like it's a very, it. it's it's such a specifically man name. Like yeah. it, like there are many male names that have where women might be called that you know like sure. chris it, like, like chris could be like christine or whatever uh-huh so there's just no female there's no female name no. that's even close to bruce bruce dallas howard <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point i totally missed that one yeah uh, <laughs> that's actually a good drag name oh god oh my god that yeah. is that's a great drag king name if I ever start doing that, it's going to be my name. <laughs> um, rhcp2014.com is the website. We'll also link to it in the show notes. It's well worth five minutes of your time. Because it also, the website, I'll show you the website, but they also just covered it with logos. And, logos and- I've got the sound on silent, so it won't start and playing. And how long ago was this? This was when they when Chili Peppers were going to be in the Super Bowl with Bruno Mars. I'm not really up on that. So 2014. Oh, that's recent. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so fucking funny. I love that the site hasn't totally been taken down. Phony. It looks so authentic. It looks exactly like a thing that a wet that. He was allowed to use all these logos, or did he? Not just in the slightest. I think so. No. no, but I think it was just the no, kind of thing no where. No one ever made a complaint or anything. Because also, all the logos are for the real sponsor of the Super Bowl and and like K Rock oh as well. Oh my but... God, that is. Actually, they're not so e- funny. The they're like, K-Rock's not going to complain because they're getting free they're getting, advertising guess, on this website yeah. that, that thousands of people went to. Hilarious. Okay, I'll check this out. That's so funny. Uh, John Daly, who also plays Bill Murray in the new movie about National Lampoon that I haven't ah, seen yet, yes. but need to check out. Hey, Andy. Yes, you a, Matt. You got a story for us? I have a couple to choose from. I guess I like lasers. Do you like lasers? I do like lasers. Is this That's... one of the stories that our friend Justin Broad sent in? Uh, that is the one. That is the one. Um... Is this the one where the physicists are planning to build lasers so powerful they could rip apart empty space? That's the one. Yes. Inside a cramped laboratory in Shanghai, China, physicist Ruxin Lee and colleagues are breaking records with the most powerful pulses of light the world has ever seen. At the heart of their laser, called the Shanghai Super Intense Ultra Fast... Okay, we get it. Uh, laser facility, or SULF, uh, is a single cylinder of titanium-doped sapphire about the width of a frisbee. 
After kindling light in the crystal and shunting it through a system of lenses and mirrors, the sulf distills it into pulses of mind-boggling power. In 2016, it achieved an unprecedented 5.3 million billion watts, or petawatts. Uh, the lights in Shanghai do not dim each time the laser fires, however. Although the pulses are extraordinarily powerful, they are also infinitesimally brief, lasting less than a trillionth of a second. Uh, so, the researchers... Oh, so you ahead. couldn't really light a room with one of those? Not, not very efficiently, no. <laughs> uh, the researchers are now upgrading their laser and hope to beat their own record by the end of this year with a 10 petawatt shot which would pack more than a thousand times the power of all the world's electrical grids combined. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the group's ambitions don't end there. This year, Lee and his colleagues intend to start building a 100 petawatt laser known as the Station of Extreme Light, or CELL. And by 2023, it could be flinging pulses into a chamber 20 meters underground, subjecting targets to extremes of temperature and pressure not normally found on Earth, a boon to astrophysicists and material scientists alike. The laser could also power demonstrations of a new way to accelerate particles for use in medicine and high energy physics. But most alluringly says would be showing that light could tear electrons and their antimatter counterparts, positrons from empty space, a phenomenon known as breaking the vacuum. Gee, I don't think I've heard of that as a concept. Um, it would be a striking illustration that matter and energy are interchangeable as Einstein's famous E equals MC equation states. MC squared. Jesus. Okay. So that makes sense. Kind. Okay. So effectively, if you've got like an electron and a positron and they collide, they disappear and a positron is the I thought is the antimatter equivalent of an electron. Since when is it not a proton? I thought it was electron proton. No, that just neutron. has the opposite charge. So oh, But a proton has a God, ton of mass. I really know no, 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 no. Electron positron? Okay. So every every type of particle has an antimatter equivalent. That has the not ref- just the ne- not just the opposite electrical charge of okay. it, but okay. like an antimatter equivalent. So, so it and it the has all the, the opposite charge. It has electron, all the opposite but. properties. It's like okay. sort of it's like sort of bizarro electron. And it, so there's actually an antiproton, which has a negative charge, but is the okay. same size as a proton. That has the same weight and same energy. It doesn't get its own its own name. It's just called just called the antiproton. I know okay, it sucks. Uh, yeah, it should be called like a negaton or something. Well, yeah, because if it's so it's electron positron. Electron and a positron the are the are the opposites, and then there's a neutron and an antineutron, and a proton and an antiproton. Okay. But the thing, Woo! if you're thinking of but, just like the basics of physics of what an atom consists of, without getting into antimatter, it is the the nucleus. It has protons and neutrons, and then yeah, electrons. We don't that. we don't encounter we don't encounter positrons in the world. Not because, in LA. No. <laughs> Because any proton, any any positrons would hit the billions and billions of electrons that are always On flying around, five. and oh, would instantly okay. and would instantly disappear, leaving energy. Okay, okay. And that's that's one of the things that Einstein's theories proposed is that matter and energy are two sides of the same coin; they're the same thing. And so every every bit of energy can also be matter, and every bit of matter can also be energy. And so, and so this is basically saying take take nothing. This does this does the reverse of that process. Right. This you can turn this pure energy, and particles and antiparticles will just come into being spontaneously because there's so much energy that that can that, that will happen. So is there any limit to? I don't know. Why I'm asking you this, but uh, how is there an infinite amount of nothing even in like a, a <laughs> finite space? You know what I mean? But there wouldn't be... be a nothing now. There would be energy because from this laser. So the energy is effectively the thing that you're putting in there, and energy is mass. Oh, uh, right, right, okay. okay. So en- energy, energy, and matter are the are are the same thing related by e equals m c squared. 
So it's not as if you're pulling a rabbit out of. It's not as if you're pulling a rabbit and it's anti-rabbit out of a hat that is negative space. Or you kind of no, are. You're putting you're putting energy that is energy equal itself. to the mass of this rabbit times the speed of light squared. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you're, which is you're a lot of energy. Apart, you're breaking the vacuum. You're tearing apart empty space and creating electrons and positrons. That's uh, that's fucking amazing. So uh, yeah, the Chinese group is definitely leading the way to 100 petawatts, says Philip. Bucks Baum, an atomic physicist at Stanford in Palo Alto, but there's plenty of competition. In the next few years, uh, 10 petawatt devices should switch on in Romania and the Czech Republic as part of Europe's extreme light infrastructure, um, although that project recently put off its goal of building a 100 petawatt scale device. Uh, physicists in Russia have drawn up a design for a 180 petawatt laser known as the Exowatt Center for Extreme Light Studies, or Excels. How much of the time do you reckon making they... up ac- like, acronyms, It yeah. seems like they're real into that. Totally. There's one called Opal. There's one yeah. called Omega. And this one's called the Self, right? Which is the uh, super laser you'd like to... to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, let's switch to an animal story. Sure. Yay, animals! Because I, I just put a new animal story um, towards the top of the document there, Andy, because I just oh, found cool. it. Uh, the killer whale that can say hello and bye-bye. What? Aww. Right? Like audibly? A killer whale. Like, they keep calling it a killer whale in this story. And I, th- I think I think we changed the name, didn't we, to make it less... I think we're just less, like, with orca, aren't we? Yeah, I would say orca. I don't know why this news article keeps saying killer whale. Um, it seems like you're both maligning and praising it in equal mm. measure. Or maybe it's just trying to alert us to the danger of this, of this animal. This particular one. Um, it's... It's getting too smart. I nearly said fish there, but of course, whales are actually Mammals. berries. Um, <laughs> actually what? They're actually a type of berry. berry. <laughs> it blew his joke. Uh, <laughs> I got excited because I, I remembered a thing. Uh, a killer whale that can mimic words such as hello and bye-bye is thought to be the first of its kind to copy human speech. Oh, Jesus. That's horrifying. <laughs> the female learned to <laughs> speak a handful of human words by copying a trainer at a marine park in France. So it was saying this with a French accent, I presume, as well. The animal's repertoire <laughs> includes the names, the name Amy and one, two, three. Oh, that's mm. sc- that terrifies me. Uh-huh. Whales and dolphins are among the few animals other than humans that can learn to produce a novel sound just by hearing it. In mammals, it is very rare, says Joseph, wow. Dr. Joseph Cole at the University of St. Andrews, who's a co-researcher on this study. Humans, obviously, are very good at it. <laughs> Interestingly, the, mammal- the mammals that can do best are marine mammals. The researchers set out to find where the killer whales could learn new vocalizations by imitating others. They studied a female named Wiki at Marineland Aquarium in Antibes. She was taught to speak human words through her blowhole and could be heard in recordings mimicking words such as hello and Amy and counting one, two, three. Oh my god. Using squawks, shrill whistle, whistles, or raspberries. Hang on, there's a video here. Yeah, please. Let's see if. Does the train? Oh, this is meant to be the whale saying hello. I'm going to play that again. Sounded- hello. Sounds very Jerry Lewisy. Hello. I mean, that is. Oh, oh uh, my okay. god. That was awful. Sorry about the squeaks there as well. The very first hello was a human. Is it going to do it again? Unless... She's giving it a lot of fish. 
Yeah, she's really, like, really overpraising this. Yeah. This is... This reeks of, uh... <laughs> it also says, yeah. Wait, she's gonna count. One, two, three... That was the human. Uncanny. Okay. I'll give that as a one, two, three. That was yeah. one. No, the hello was scary. But the yeah. first, hel- again, the first hello was a human, the Jerry Lewis one, right? That was. Yeah, yeah that no. was the human. The video. Okay. No, but the, lady. The, the, the scary one. Yeah. Okay, that's just whale song. Yeah. They, so they use a mixture of encouragement with fish and hand gestures to teach these animals. Okay. Yeah, the one, two, three definitely seemed like it was trying to repeat the patterns it just heard. I heard a one. I'll give that whale a one, and I'll give it a super creepy hello. I heard at least three increases in volume in a row. You know, rah, rah, rah. if you go one, two, three, that's and something true. goes, rah, rah, rah. even that's impressive. Yeah, I okay. Guess, a little I just, bit. these, th- I, I, I'm st- I don't know I'm why. setting the bar low for this. Stuff like that so, scares me so much. I don't, have you ever seen the the elephants painting elephants? No. Have you not seen that? I've seen elephants painting. I didn't know any of them made things that looked like things. They though. look they look like the back of an elephant because that's like their view when they're marching or whatever. And it's so funny because people have different reactions. Like once at a party, oh, it was at it was at Trisha's place, but we for whatever reason. Hang on, we were it says hoax. Watching. Hoax is one of the first things that comes up. No. I wonder if it's, it's, it's real. I saw an elephant paint a goddamn elephant. How Snopes can that be says a hoax? It's a mixture. It's a mi- let's see. Anyway, the point is everyone had a different reaction. Like some people are like, this is beautiful. Like some people would like tear up and I was just horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're going to take over. They're going to murder us. Like animals doing stuff like that for some reason just terrifies me. That's all we've got, right? I mean, it's really it's all, all we got. have over yeah, them. Yeah. They're stronger now they and can faster. do it too. It's like great. Okay, so they are not engaged. According to the Snopes article, they are painting, but they're not engaged in any form of creativity. They're actors perf- doing nothing more than outline and color specific drawings. They've been trained to replicate. How? So, is- so they've basically been sort of bullied into painting the back into painting elephant. the same thing again and again. Um, it's still impressive. In it's its own still way, it still but... shows a level because I mean that's still scary. But so why would they be training them to? Oh God, people are awful. So they so so trainers are just like paint a goddamn elephant. It pretty much is. I think yeah. Like whenever any. Why does anyone train an animal to do anything? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's But then cool. they're passing it off like I don't know. I just gave this elephant yeah. a paintbrush and to paint another elephant. <laughs> yeah. Just loves painting. Just helps express itself. I don't understand, because it would be just as impressive if the trainer was like, look, I trained it to paint an elephant. Everyone would be like, that's amazing. But they, they got to lie and be like, I told it to paint whatever it wanted. <laughs> painted an elephant. <laughs> like, what an asshole heighten. I guess you just start with what you know. Oh, my God. Well, that does kind of bum me out a little. But still, it's painting. It's still impressive. Yeah. It's impressive in a different way, but... Um... Yeah, the trainer is less like uh, hands off Medici patron of the arts mm-hmm. and more um, Sven Gali patron yeah. of the arts. I don't think he was a patron. <laughs> I don't even know what Sven Gali, why that's the thing we. Uh, because he he made 
people do stuff. What did he? I, I know. What, I, used I know to what know we call people. I know it's like a thing we call like I Lou Pearlman or something. Yeah, for, I remember learning this, but because uh, it was a politician called Sven. And he was in the shape of, of a, a <laughs> It is a fictional character in George de Maurier's novel, 1895 novel, Trilby. Really? Svengali is a man... He's a fictional character? A man who seduces, dominates, and exploits uh, Trilby, a young English girl, and makes her a famous singer. Okay, oh, okay. I did not know so it was a fictional character. It actually applies to all those boy band guys. It's also about singing. Yep, and a Svengali has come to refer to a person who, with evil intent, dominates, manipulates, and controls a creative Artist, person such yeah. as a singer and actor. I didn't know that it was... I didn't know he was a made-up character, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and in court, a Svengali defense is a legal tactic that purports the defendant to be a pawn in the scheme of a greater and more influential criminal mastermind. That's mm. definitely... If I ever get arrested, that's 100% Svengali. what I'm going with. Is the, like, I'm too stupid to have done this of my own volition defense. It's the Stockholm Syndrome of the creative class? Yeah. Kind of? Sure. But does that have to be the defense part you're talking about then does it have to be in a creative pursuit or i don't just, think so i believe in that sense it can be in any someone kind of, just talked me into something yeah um in the novel svengali transforms trilby into a great singer by using hypnosis unable to perform oh, without God, svengali's help right uh trilby unable to perform without his help trilby becomes entranced the novel is less a discussion of the relationship between the two of them than an evocation of bohemian paris during the 1850s mm. hmm well, I thought he was a real guy, so yeah, I, I have walked away learning something. <laughs> I think for some reason I equated him with like Rasputin. I don't. I don't know why. I <laughs> equated not him with. At all. I don't know why this is in my head. Wasn't that guy George Balanchine? Wasn't he like a a a ballet? Yeah, that Did sounds he, right. Like, make ballet people do things. This is uh, speculative. This is uh, the Wikipedia. Look up who that Balanchine guy is. He's a choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, styled as the father of American ballet. Maybe he was called as Sven God, but wasn't he like... Jesus um, Christ, did I just put two things together that sounded similar in my mind? And I've, I don't think there's his Wikipedia doesn't seem to make him a villain that oh I can God, instantly see. I've been see. slandering this guy all over town. He <laughs> um, was known for his musicality. Yeah, I think I just fucking took a thing that I remembered and another thing that I remembered and decided they were the same. I can also see you getting well, getting mixed up with Machiavelli, who was a real person. Yes, no, I know Machiavelli, Machiavelli. That might be the reason. Yeah, that, that makes a lot yeah, more yeah. sense. Jesus, Lauren, this this is why I had to cheat on tests sometimes. No, I'm with you on this Vangali thing. I thought. Yeah, I, was... I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, Machiavelli was a real. Um... Yeah, no, I know all about that guy, the Prince. Mm-hmm. But then, isn't there a new school of thought on that book, The Prince? Also, that it was. Um... A satire, yeah, and it yeah, wasn't meant to be like a how-to guide. No, of course, because we live in like the worst possible timeline. So everyone's like, "No, this guy wasn't bad after all." We've been saying all these terrible things about Machiavelli. His book was—he was, it was, he was funny telling you book. what not to do. It was a funny book. It was a nice guy. Like, of course, that's what we're—we've the, decided now. Revisionist history. He didn't mean it. Let's just redeem all the awful people. It's all jokes. It's just joking. <laughs> yeah. Do you have something else for us, Matt? Yeah. Do we want an evolution story, maybe? Sure. I could do an evolution story. Or do we want another animal story? Because there was a crows and cane toad story that uh, Kevin Johnson sent in. Dealer's call. Dealer's choice. Let's do that first. We get a little bit of time. Crows crows have learned how to eat cane toads, which Mm. is a risky meal. Finally. Because they're pretty poisonous. (laughs) Oh. Um, And also, cane toads were 
famously introduced into Australia and oh that's the one that like wiped out a population of something or other yeah they brought him in and yeah they ain't good. and then they're like oh we can't control these at all yeah um, they're like not supposed to be there nope but they are cro um they've, uh, they've wiped out quals and goannas which i don't think i've ever heard of yeah well they're, they're also they're blowing up as um as creatures because they're predator they're natural predators are disappearing, including certain snakes. But crows have learned how to eat cane toads by avoiding the most toxic parts. Wow. Apparently, the biggest risk is the large uh, parotid glands on the toad's neck and shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When this toad, toad is harassed, milky white poison oozes from these glands. That's what I do when I'm harassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the that was poison? harassment. No, I, you, I do a, a, a non-poisonous version for friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> who I know are just teasing <laughs> with love. <laughs> Well, that's a relief because you know we've been recording for an hour or so, and yeah, no. Okay, good. Intention uh, matters when I release my poison. <laughs> when, you, when you ooze, <laughs> yeah. it's out of my neck. Lauren has had a friend ooze or a foe ooze. <laughs> You'll find out in ten minutes. <laughs> uh, crows avoid contact with this likely death sentence of an ooze um, by grasping them by the limbs or even the bony brow above the eye. Eye, avoiding the bloody body itself. So smart. Oh. These clever birds have learnt to roll the toads onto their backs, sometimes doing so repeatedly if the toad tries to hop away. Crows know which bits to eat, uh, fleshy thighs, tongues, intestines, and how to get at oh, these from below God. without contacting the lethal parts. Um, the Theresian crow um, spent nearly 40 minutes manipulating its <gasps> victim... Uh, beside Lake uh, Crowongba, which is north of Brisbane. The toxic fluids clearly visible on the toad's parotid glands were avoided. <gasps> During much of this crazy. process, other crows stood and watched. The other guess- fucked up thing is once he had the crow pinned on its back, he like started to spit this loogie down onto his face, but <laughs> let it get super close and then sucked it back <laughs> up at the last second. Like, the crow is just being an asshole yeah. So... We don't know yet whether these the other crows hanging around were teachers or students or just well, bystanders. Sometimes the students become the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a crow bullying, though. Just like a, yeah. a group sitting around taunting yeah. this toad. Fight, fight, fight. Wow. Scientists argue... Crazy. They, there's debate about whether these techniques are culturally transmitted. Scientists argue right. that, that the consistent use of the same safe and efficient methods across Queensland, the North Terri- Northern Territory, and presumably Western Australia has evolved the transfer of learning from crow to crow as the toast distribution expands. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say, because this is kind of an evolution story, right? Because that's like, it seems like, oh, this is something that, it's like, oh, this population is out of control, so another animal, yeah. like, evolves to learn how to deal with it. It does sound it, like another like, mistake waiting to happen, though. They're just like, release the crows! Totally. It's definitely a Jurassic Park situation. Like, it's not good. Crows aren't like, <laughs> oh, cute and friendly. Like, they will, they will eventually do something terrible but for now it's good yeah <laughs> right? right now it's a great thing birds are i just find birds very scary in general i think you're scared All of animals birds. i think we're getting to a bigger is that thing what it, is? it seems like everything we talked <laughs> no, about no i'm scared of animals when you. they get too smart because, or when yeah. they're birds yeah, <laughs> every that's, other that's crows are taking i like off cute dumb animals yeah because you're my favorite i've known you for a couple of years now and you're definitely all about the 
Adorable. They're adorable animals. Dumb animals. <laughs> yes. Like you're one of my not dumb. Just like sweet, you're one of my go-to tiny. people when I find a funny animal yeah. video on the internet. Well, I like that one yesterday. That that was about an elephant, but that didn't scare me. See, yeah, that, an and, and there are birds adorable. as well. There were birds in there too. Yeah, but it was, and it was like, but it the was baby elephant trying to get rid of the. Birds. It was a baby was elephant like, yes. chasing some birds, and then it fell over and ran to its mom. Yeah, it's adorable. Aww. Do you like quals? That's the animal I was talking about that I hadn't heard of until it was mentioned. I never heard of in this article. It's like a squirrel chinchilla. Um, it looks like it's probably a squinchilla. I'm gonna guess it's a marsupial. Um, before looking that up, though, there was an article. There was a story linked to this story was linked in the one you just read, and I just thought it was interesting and skimmed it for a second. So yeah, quals are dying because they're eating these poisonous toads, and one of the ways they're trying oh, to save no. them is by making toad sausage that has a nausea-inducing chemical oh. in it. So they learn to not like the taste oh, of toads. It's working. No, it's working. Little, but they're good. But they're so just they eat like a throwing toad up sausage. everywhere. That's small price to pay these to avoid. Poor, cute little. Then they yeah. don't eat the cane toads because no, they, they don't like toad sausage. Toad sausage sounds like something from a Roald Dahl book. It does. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of surprised that works because like that requires you to taste it to know that you don't like the taste of it. By the time you're tasting the real toads, you're Well, maybe they late. made it in the shape of a toad. Oh my God, like tofurkey when they make it look like a turkey and it's like, no. Oh, a rat-shaped sausage <laughs> made of rat. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. These aren't rat-ish things. I'm, a toad-shaped sausage yeah, it's a toad-shaped made of toad. Toad-shaped yeah. sausage made. So it's slightly less disgusting than what you were saying. And these quolls, they're cute. They're not, I'm guessing they're. They look sort of cute. Let's see if they're marsupials. I feel like they are. Yeah, they are. Native to mainland Australia, New Guinea, and Tasmania. They got little spots. Oh, yeah. That's like mm, a, um, no. Are you on board? That's triggering for me. That looks okay. like a rat. That looks like a possum. I'm out. Well, I mean, Possums that's are also, horrifying. Okay. Nope. Possums are pretty. Look, kangaroos, adorable. Koalas, terrifying. adorable. Koalas? But they're full of uh, which STD? I always forget. Well, I don't, I'm Chlamydia. not going to fuck one. <laughs> I just think they're... Cute, Jesus! What's wrong with you, man? What about quackas? Um, Are you a quacka girl? I don't know what that is. Really? I'm I'm very poorly versed in any form of science, even if it's animal science. Uh, this is a pretty famous quacka picture that made the rounds, and I think might have even. Oh my God! Yes, I saw that. Yeah. <gasps> that thing's adorable. I thought that was. I thought that was a koala, I think, when I saw it. Quokka. It might have been misnamed in the tweet. Or I skimmed it. We're going to post, we'll post a picture. every word of a tweet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll post a link that. to that picture on the Squarespace. That thing's adorable, it's really though. cute, yeah. It is. We'll post a picture, uh, link to that picture on the Squarespace PowerPropertyScience.com website, which is also where you can find the donation button, uh, which has been used uh, for recurring donations by Keith Staddenfield, Stephen Edmonds, uh, a new donation set up by Jake Swenson. Thank you, Jake. Wow. Uh, Leanne Major, Peter Lipchi, Emma Wilton, uh, Rosalie. Uh, is it Simonich or Simonich? I'm sorry, you told us a while ago. I thought it was Simon, but I could be wrong. Um, but thank you for your donation. That's also, amazing. Callum Gleason, Matthew Arnold, and Drew Chapman. Thank you, all of you. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, if you're not able to donate, you can help us out by spreading the word, telling people about us, writing nice things on and following us if you're not already following us on social mm-hmm. media like um the probably science twitter account at probably science and individually at andy t wood and at matt Kirshen. hey uh lauren yeah. what's your uh twitter handle and all that kind of good stuff yeah uh on twitter i'm at lauren flans l-a-u-r-e-n-f-l-a-n-s it's like the custard if you had more than one that's multiple, the easiest fonts. yeah um uh and i'm not that's I think that's it for me. I'm not on. I'm not on the on the gram, as the kids say. But can I plug my podcast with my? Yeah, body? absolutely. I don't know. It'll probably be up by the time 
this one is up. We just we we just started, so I'm not. It's going to be up on iTunes any day. If you'd say this now, it's going to make three you episodes. have to do it. So that's good. No, we already have three episodes oh, okay. in the can. Okay, what's well, it called? And what? Uh, it's with my buddy Dan Oster. It's called "Tell Us We're Funny and We'll Go Away." <laughs> um, and we talk about vaguely topical things, but we do. A, it's like it's an improv, uh, but also talky podcast. Sweet. So we do little improv riffs on and- stuff. Do you also have a name or a plan for the other podcast well, you're telling us about? This is a podcast I'm going to start uh, with my friend Nicole Payson. Um, should I not have given her last name? It's too late. It happened. <laughs> Are you supposed to be anonymous on podcasts? Why? Would- <laughs> I don't know. Suddenly, I just got really scared that I'd given someone's full name. Please don't steal her identity. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, no, yeah, we're starting. A, we're st- we're gonna start. We haven't done it yet, but we're we're in talks to. We're starting a coming out podcast, um, and th- our working title is coming out with Lauren and Nicole. But that's literally us in a parking lot the other night, being like, "What if we call it that?" <laughs> Um, but at some point it tells you what it is but at some point in theory if you search my name or her name now that i gave her full name god i'm sorry nicole uh and coming out podcast it'll it'll come up sweet we'll link to everything that's linkable yeah probablysites.com for now and in the show notes but i think that's all of my personal stuff i think it's just twitter that's awesome twitter we'll put a link to that imdb me and you could be seen on Comedy Central's Another Period. Very funny show. Well, on season two, but not on the currently airing season. Is it? Because your character because your character was is played by a different actor every season. Yes, that is that is uh, that is the running the running gag. So I'm the season two incarnation of my character. But you can I think it's on Hulu. So watch season two of Another Period. On do that. Hulu. Go do that. Yeah. It's a very funny show, and you're very funny at it. Oh, hey, thanks. If you're not aware of it, it also... It pre- is a super... Fu- it was my favorite show before I was cast on it. And such a such a like a murderous row of like the yeah. best comic John people John Daly, who today. was mentioned and a fair, earlier. You can also... There's a it's fair few it. probably science alums knocking around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Have we had Natasha on? I forgot. We haven't had Natasha on, but we've had Mosher on, who also oh, yeah. wrote on it. He's all over that show. Um, yeah, for those people who don't know, it's... It's um, it's a sort of parody of sort of Real Housewives type show, like but a, set in the Gilded Age. Of the way I would always describe it, it's a Venn diagram of Downton Abbey and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> right. Uh, it's very very funny. It's fantastic. So watch those. Find Lauren. Yeah, find- especially watch season two, but watch yes. all of it. It's really great. <laughs> but like really write loads of comments about how season two was definitely the best, but you can't quite place what mm-hmm. it was, but there yeah. was something about season two that just Please really made it pop. do that. It'll make my mom super happy. She Googles, she searches for stuff like that. <laughs> oh God, my mom's getting more only child. computer savvy and it's scaring me. I like, know, She right? started using emoticons and that's it weird because I, I texted my sisters and went like who taught her how to do this mm-hmm. and it turns out no one did so she's learning by herself like oh she's, skynet, yeah skynet is yeah, online she's like becoming self-aware and it <laughs> your mom's becoming so it's, she said hello and goodbye encounter to three <laughs> yeah she can say amy to become sentient it really it's yeah. worrying me <laughs> it's 
but yeah, uh, follow Lauren, follow us. You can email us probablyscience at gmail.com and also find us on Facebook and Twitter if you have some fun stories that you'd like mm-hmm. us to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, please follow me. I tweet a lot of pictures of my adorable dog, who is an animal that does not scare me in the slightest. Oh, what kind of dog is Because I it? actually love animals. Um, he's he's definitely got a lot of dachshund in there. The oh, vet thinks also dachshund. chihuahua. And people posit Minpin a lot when they run into him in the parks. Mm, he's got Minpin marks. He's super adorable. And he's all over my Twitter. He takes a good photo. He takes a great photo. But yeah, I just want people to know that I'm not at all scared of cute animals. It's just when they start like painting shit um, just... and like saying shit. Yeah, that's, that's your dog. That's, that's, a pretty that's cute dog. what I call his headshot. How <laughs> did you find that so quickly? One, that hand, one hand typing. Really? And God, you're good at this. <laughs> oh, he's got little things. He's fangs. really cute. I yeah. miss him. I'm definitely going to get home from this podcast and he will have pooped on the floor. So it's good that I'm talking now about how cute he is. The coloring definitely seems min pin. Yeah, that's that. another. I know, right? That's another recurring theme of your social media feed. You d- he doesn't seem to be the best. He's been so much for- better, but I didn't walk him before I came here. That's on me. <laughs> I love this. Oh, yeah, he did that the other day. He also ate a nice pair of shoes he- yesterday. Oh. It's my fault. I forgot to leave the decoy shoes out and he ate a pair of Okay, from we should let you go. Yeah. We- we sorry, I'm sorry. What is awaiting you when you get home? But, Everything on your Twitter is just things your dog is destroyed. Yeah, I know, I know. You shouldn't be gone this we, long. Because we just, cause we just skipped know. over the phrase decoy shoes. Could we just oh, bounce back that. to that for that. a second? Yeah, so yeah, you leave out a decoy pair of shoes. I was leaving this pair of shoes that, that I didn't care if he destroyed, but then he started eating them to the point where he was no longer chewing on them. He was Eat. It was like, shoes. are you also aware that in the process you're also training him that eating shoes is a thing that you can do? That's Listen, fun. I'm not a professional trainer. I'm like <laughs> just like an amateur mathematician. I'm an amateur trader, and he had already gotten into the closet and nibbled on these shoes, and I was like. Well, I don't care that much about that pair. I guess I'll just like leave him there, and then that's a pair. He'll... And it worked for a while, but then he started like really eating them. Like... like I could see bits of them the following day in in his why is why is Lauren in Indiana trying to get some decoy (laughs) shoe bill passed but anyway like a responsible dog owner I took those shoes out of the closet I'm like this isn't good he shouldn't be actually eating them and then the other day yesterday he's he, gone to another he pair of snuck in mm. and he ate a pair What's of his name? pretty nice top shop shoes uh Piero Piero he is a cutie though I mean that face so cute guys follow me on Twitter look at my dog um, oh, and also I'm funny and stuff on Twitter. <laughs> yes. And also follow her comedy creations. <laughs> yeah. All right, Laura, thank you so much thank for joining us. Thank you guys us. so much yeah. for having me. You're both very smart. I didn't realize no, no, how no, much. No, you knew we about just know about a couple science. of specific things. We have laptops in front of us. We're scared. just reading. Yeah. Mm, you were talking off the dome about <laughs> some pretty smart shit. Some uh, ninth grade earth science level shit. Yeah. <laughs> Igneous, sedimentary. The third one. Metamorphic. Metamorphic. Damn it. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>